morning, good morning, and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como, and I am so excited to be here and share some thoughts and a wonderful guest that we have coming on, uh, Allison Siebert. We're going to talk about family and ministry and jobs and just everything that it takes uh, that involves our life as disciples of Christ. I'm here in our studio with Dennis Maka. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Judy. Wow, what a beautiful day it is. It is a beautiful day, and I just very much thank God that I'm here with you, one of my best friends oh, in the world. Oh, sweet. I feel the same way. Thanks. It's always, you can just go a couple of days not coming here to this area around St. Mary's, and the scene changes so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of building, lots of construction, and if anybody has a grandson that they would like to entertain, you could just sit in your car and watch all the <laughs> all the track. Well, grandson, you know, heck, I like looking out the window and looking myself, at the construction. Yeah, I, I guess I I'm still uh, celebrating my work. child of God thing. Uh, being a country girl, I could sit and watch Tractors. a tractor just uh. going back and forth. It's hypnotic to me. Indeed, indeed, yeah. I love it. I love it. And there's lots of new things going on and. In Central Texas as well, we certainly is. We built that new station there, and we're uh, working really hard to fund that. And you want me to talk sure, about the benefit? Absolutely, we had a great, uh, yeah. great benefit on we Friday. We did, we did indeed. We had a, a great crowd that came to Saint, uh, sorry, Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Waco on Friday evening for our first annual benefit dinner for Red Sea Catholic Radio. People gave from their hearts to one another and to the station, and we thank all of you so much that were in attendance. If you were not able to attend, one of the things that we talked about there is the importance of our monthly funding. So that's our, our, our basically our monthly operations. We're significantly short in Waco. And so we've got debt reduction that we have to do, but we're really trying to focus on boosting our monthly donors. So if you are not a monthly donor for Waco Station or even the Bryan College Station area, we want you to seriously consider giving on a monthly basis. It does not matter how much it is. If you have been given many blessings by God in the form of uh, monetary gifts, then the, the bigger, the better. If you are only able to give, one one of our donors gives $2 in the mail each month for the Waco station. It's and adorable. thanks be to God, Amen. because that's, I know personally her, and that's what she can afford. Mm-hmm. And, um, that means a lot to us and because it means a lot to her. Therefore, when you give monthly, it's your station and it's your station nonetheless. It's God's station. But when you give monthly, you're invested and you want to listen more and your life changes. I mean, there are so many people that there was one one uh, couple there that hadn't heard of our, our station there until Holy Thursday and loved all the special programming that they heard on Holy Thursday. Oh, my. And very much wants to help underwrite the station, is very excited, and wants to tell everyone about Red Sea Catholic Radio. And so the same thing is, has happened here for years. They're finally getting to see the fruits of in the, the Central Texas area. So we ask all of you that are listening, if you're not a monthly donor of any amount, please consider doing so and doing so as soon as possible because that will help us sustain our operations. And you can do that by going to redcradio.org and hit the donate button and you can do that online. Right. And, and uh, for those of us who are donors, um, thank you. Don't, um, don't underestimate your ability to promote. I mean, like most things, uh, evangelization, 
comes from your heart. And when you're able to tell someone else, do you listen to this? Hey, I heard this. Um, I've, I'm a lifelong Catholic, blah, blah, blah. Whatever your story is, if you've, uh, something uh, on the radio has touched you or encouraged you, educated you, there's so many options for that. When you're the one who's telling another person, we need your help, I donate, and this is why, those kind of stories do so much more than us talking about it here yeah. on the radio. So Indeed. Um, tell me about the evening. And, well, there um, was something cool that we found out from one of our testimonies that evening is that there is a, a local minister at a Methodist church in Waco that has told his flock, his, his church congregation, they should listen to 98.3 FM, Catholic radio, Red Sea Catholic radio. And, and, just because he realizes that it is a valuable resource to go to. And, and and I tell people, as a matter of fact, on our way back through Waco at the end of our weekend, I was uh, talking to a gentleman who was pumping gas next to us and he was in a U-Haul. He's like four more hours. I'm like, Oh, where are you moving to? He's like, I'm moving to Waco here, starting up a new business. Oh, really? And so he was telling me about his, his new whiskey distillery business. And ah. so, you know, we took the time to say, Hey, we have a new Catholic radio business. It's neat that we have something in common. So I shared with him my card and told him to, to listen. He's like, oh, Did he that's have great. any samples? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't ask because I was driving. Uh, but no, it... Uh, you have to stop sometimes. Yeah, if you were with me, Judy, I think we caught, probably would have gone Maybe away so. with some samples. Maybe so. so. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, um, it's easy to do, like you mentioned, to just give them a card, to tell them about it, and, and then go. And he's like, wow, that sounds pretty good. I think I'll tune in. And if somebody looks like they're, mm, I don't know, Catholic, they're scared by that, say, look, think about talk radio today. Look how divisive it is. Mm-hmm. At the very least, you could tell them this is great, positive talk radio about the things, the news, the topics of our day that are to- topic, talking about things in a positive light. And so that that gets them to go, hmm, okay. So, you know, that that leads in to open the door and it's easy to do. Yeah. I spoke with uh, Robin and Carol Waters yeah. uh, on Saturday, who are also discerning the diaconate, right. along with uh, Keith and I, my, my husband Keith. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited and so um, just in awe to be in a room. That it's just so exciting to go to a benefit and be in a room full of like-minded people who are, uh, number one, want to grow in a relationship with the Lord ultimately, but to be around other people that live in the same community mm-hmm. and perhaps uh, I don't, couldn't uh, guess how many churches there are in the Waco area. but There's, uh, there's quite a few, you know, you know 15 know here, or so uh, in our here listening area. You, uh, if you don't, if your parishes, parish lines don't intersect very often, you right. could easily be going to the grocery store with a lot of Catholics that you never you even met yeah, before. You don't so, even know. Uh, that's just very exciting. It's very they, nice. They really enjoyed the benefit and uh, yeah. said the food was great. It was. It was delicious. Stephanie and Trey Cashin just did a wonderful mm-hmm. job. Yeah. And, and the neat thing too is that it's only going to grow from here. It's, mm-hmm. it's, we had very little notice to put this on. We said, okay, we're going to take a leap of faith, Lord, and you catch us if we fall and we'll go from there. And, and we had a great turnout. Um, for very little notice, the the place was pretty full, so it was is it, it was nice. And we thanks thanks again to all those that that came, 
that gave. And if uh, you're still one that needs to give or would like to give or feel called to give, thanks be to God, because we do need it. And we, uh, we appreciate all those who gave so much from their, their tr- time, talent, and treasure. And, um, you know, we, we want all of you that are listening to match their effort and match their giving. So it's very exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Hey, um, <clears throat> yesterday yes. I went to uh, the Hilton here in Bryan to oh, be yeah. a part of the DCCW. Diocesan <laughs> Council of Catholic Women. Sometimes acronyms uh, <laughs> are so difficult. Um, right. Anyways, uh, my good friend Kathy Cord is on the board and asked me to uh, help lead some music for the Mass there. Oh, wonderful. Um but uh, I guess the reason I want to talk about it is that it's always so dynamic to be in a uh, gathering. There was probably about 20 priests there. Nice. Um, both bishops. How red was my really? face when I was, let's stand and greet Bishop Joe. And then there's both Bishop <laughs> Danny. And I'm like, sorry, man. And Bishop I Danny. Didn't see you. I know you had the big hat on. it. <laughs> but um, And he's taller than Bishop Joe, I think. Maybe. I, need to see I was together. looking at my music at that point, Dennis, but <laughs> I'm, I'm so flabbergasted here, that I didn't introduce both the bishops. But uh, <laughs> my point, and I do have one, um, is to really marvel at the work uh, that these ladies have done. Um, mm-hmm. My mother was a, a huge part of the clerical endowment fund, and I know we at Red Sea have been a benefit of their uh, generosity, but to see... Just to see this microcosm of the body of Christ, um, there were seminarians there from our diocese that are going to be ordained in a, a couple of weeks. Wow, that is there just are, around uh, the corner. Priests who are serving in this diocese, who grew up in this diocese, Father Ed Karasik was there. Oh, and, wow. And uh, he's a good old Caldwell guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to see the work that these ladies do, and, uh, you know, Bishop Joe was so excuse me, gracious to thank them for the hard work. And I do have to say that uh, <laughs> the age level there, we really, really need Younger. a young uh, yes. church to rise up and become more active. And uh, mm-hmm. you uh, encountered the DCCW uh, about a year ago, right? We did. I went to the, uh, Judy and I are both yeah. clearing our got, throats. Got the, I went to the DC. Austin Diocese of Council of Wow! <laughs> See, I told you, <laughs> Council of Catholic Women in Austin last year um, at the invitation of our uh, spiritual director at that time, Father Uche. Uh, and I thought, okay, God, why are you leading me to this? And and uh, you know, so I set up a table and got to meet wonderful, wonderful women, and and like you said, even some men that were there uh, with their wives or um, clergy that were there. And I was wondering the whole time, okay, there's got to be a different purpose and a different, you know, an additional purpose um, other than just promoting Red Sea to those, there's a lot of people that actually already knew about, Mm -hmm. about us and they were great to see you again. And I found out about the clerical endowment fund at that event. And uh, one thing led to another and I, I, um, they said, you need to go talk to father Ed and because he was, he's, he's uh, there Clerical, yes, exactly. And uh, he goes, that's a great idea. And so we talked to Bunny, who is uh, in charge of some of the finances there. And she goes, that's a great idea. <laughs> Why don't you call the Austin Diocese? I'm going, oh no, it's Austin. That's a hard, that's a kind of a, sometimes a, a 
hard sale? Well, no, it's not a hard sale. It just sometimes takes a longer process. We didn't have a whole lot of time. <clears throat> and so I went to the Austin Diocese and talked to their director of finance. And she goes, that's a great idea. Let me talk to the bishop. I'm like, oh, no, there's another <laughs> All these layer. great ideas, one yeah. right after the and other. Woo. Literally within a day and a half, the bishop goes, that's a great idea. <laughs> he presented it to the the, uh, the the presbyteral council and they go, that's a great idea. And I'm going, okay, God, you know, so we uh, obtained a loan from the clerical endowment fund and the interest from our loan for the Waco station is funding seminary and education. So it's a win-win. Um, it clearly was, I was meant to be there at that time mm -hmm. and that place. So, yeah, I, uh, as I was driving here this morning, thinking about what I was going to talk about on the show and this being a part of it, I, I realized that, uh, Maybe some ears hear clerical endowment fund and they know exactly what it is, and some don't. So a future show of mine is going to be yeah <laughs> to discuss Indeed. a little bit more about it. Um, our family is being the recipient of lots of uh, donations in honor of my father who passed away a month ago. God rest his and soul. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, but the the outreach of this is uh, incredible, yeah. and uh, the support that it gives. Um, our diocese mm -hmm. right now is uh, yes. uh, reaping the benefits of their hard work. Yeah. So we sure want to uh, lift these ladies up in prayer. Thank and, you. Um, yes, thank you all. We're going we're gonna to head to a break a little earlier than usual, Dennis, but I want to ask our listeners to join us in prayer as we go to break, if that's okay. Sure. Great. We pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for this day and all the miracles that we rush past every day and don't give you honor and glory. Um, some personal prayers, uh, exponentially personal prayers. I'd like to lift up someone who is several people who are in job interviews as we speak right now, Lord, that they um, always rely on you for everything in their lives. Also um, a mother who's, Son has an important court date this afternoon, and uh, Mother Mary, just be with us um, in these intentions and within this show. And I would like to also pray for the uh, sustainability of Red Sea Catholic Radio and, uh, God willing, the expansion as, as God would see fit as we are moving to, to new places following His will. And also in gratitude for the benefit that yes. we experienced this weekend in gratitude for the DCCW women who are gathered here in Bryan this weekend, and in gratitude for all that is good, Lord, comes from you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. We'll see you after the break with our guest, Allison Siebert. Amen. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. I hope our listeners are doing the little head bob to the music like we are here in the radio station this morning. I'm so excited to have this time to uh, introduce to our listeners here in Bryony College Station and also in Waco 
um, a dear friend who's probably shaking her head a little bit and said, look, I just wanted to promote what I'm doing, and now you're our guest here today. Her name is Allison Siebert. She wears many hats, but uh, I think as we were just discussing, the source of everything comes from the hat of being a child of God, and uh, all things stem from that. Allie, how are you doing this morning? I am great. Good morning, good, Judy. Thanks good. so much for having me. Oh, uh, going to be, you're going to see 30 minutes fly by in no time as, uh, as it always does when we're here yes. talking about it. And the last it. time I was here, I, I had you as a wonderful host. Well, so it's great go. to be back. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Allison, just give us a little introduction of, uh, what you're doing here at Texas A&M, what brought you here and tell us all about yourself. Awesome. <laughs> and I only have 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Allison Siebert, and I'm the Director of Annual Giving here at St. Mary's. And um, I came from Catholic Charities prior to moving over to St. Mary's. So some of you may be familiar um, with me in that role. And we hear your voice. Yes, still. It still haunts me. Uh, <laughs> yes. So you may know me from the, the promos that are still going on at Catholic Charities and still support them. Wonderful organization. Hey, Allison, I was wanting you to clarify when you say here at St. Mary's, there's only about, I don't know, 10 oh, St. Mary's yes. in our listening area. <laughs> yes. So clarify. So the St. <laughs> Mary's Catholic Center here in College Station here in Aggieland. Um, so yes, thank you for, for reminding me, uh, Dennis, about that. Um, so I've been here at St. Mary's for almost a year. Mm -hmm. um, I moved over to St. Mary's um, right when Father David was notified that he was going to be bishop. So my first day on the job was actually attending the bishop ordination. So not something typically you encounter. Which we ran into each other several times, happened to be staying at the same hotel that that's that right. That's what right. Amazing experience that was. It was. It was. It just kind of shows how incredible St. Mary's Catholic Center Catholic Center is here. Um, just incredible priests that we've had th throughout the years. And um, was really amazing to come here. And although I missed work working with Father David when he was here, um, we are now working, of course, with Father Brian McMaster, who's incredible. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's so I'm currently here in that role as director of annual giving. And I'll explain a little bit more about that later on and, and what that means. Um, some of you may know my husband, Darren Siebert, who is now the director of faith formation over at St. Thomas Aquinas. So he is um, in charge of faith formation, they said, from womb to tomb. Um, and so he um, was also doing youth ministry. So he was a former youth ministry coordinator um, and still helping out with that. So mm -hmm. he oversees the Cornerstone, which is the middle school ministry. And then he also does the high school ministry stay. Um, so he'll be very much involved in that, um, also helping out with um, the children's RE program and then adult faith formation. So we're really excited about that. Did that role change? Was he... Uh Initially hired as the youth minister, he correct? Was. He was, yes. Yeah. So he worked, he started working part-time um, as a part-time youth coordinator. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about his change in career. Um, right. So we worked part-time and then the, the full-time position opened up. So he moved over into that last year. So he actually started his new job at St. Thomas um, a couple of weeks before I started at St. Mary's, which was pretty interesting and special for us to be working at the two y churches. Y'all are overachievers of, ch of change in your life. Let's That's do right. this at the That's same right. time. So we hope we hope we can maintain <laughs> some level of uh, normalcy and consistency. Mm -hmm. And um, he came from the public school. He was a teacher at the time. He did, yes. And so coach. we both had big changes in our in our careers. So Darren. Um, 
came out of, he graduated from A&M and with a degree in cellular molecular biology. And he was actually looking to go into medical school. So kind of how interesting with Divine Mercy Sunday about <laughs> Jesus, you know, I trust in you is a big theme, I think for all of us as, as Catholics. And for him, you know, he was looking to go to medical school and um, it was a time when we were looking at getting married and he, I remember there were nights where he was just thinking, gosh, I just don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to go to medical school. And um, he ended up deciding that he really felt called to become a teacher. And he felt that calling really interesting um, through some of his volunteer experiences in the church. Uh, We were actually working with children's, um, it was called Liturgy of the Word, Children's Liturgy of the Word, where we would take kids out of mass and we would do the readings with them. Um, So we would get, they were kids that were not in religious education yet, so up to age five, and we would go over the- At what parish? St. Thomas Aquinas here in College Station. And so we'd take them out of mass, we'd do the readings with them, and there'd be the gospel reading, and then Darren would do a little, you know, proclamation. He would, you know, talk a little bit about the gospel, and and to see him up there and how engaged he was, I mean, these kids were, you know, three and four years Uh old, they were running around, and I could see his love for teaching in that moment and love for the faith, and I think that sparked something in him. And uh, so he said, I think I want to go be a teacher. So he, he worked in the Pope school system here at College Station. Um, he worked um, first at Hearn for five years, and mm-hmm. then he went to College Station ISD and was there for two years um, before moving over to St. Thomas Aquinas in the youth ministry position. So you can see how God had worked kind of prepping him for that. Um, Absolutely. Received some great experiences there in the school district before coming over to St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh-huh. And so at that time, paralleling what you were doing, Yeah. So as he was getting his start, I could see him getting really interested in the faith and wanting to work more with it. And I could see his faith growing and he wanted to learn more and, you know, wanted to get involved. We were involved a lot in RCA at St. Thomas. And um, so Darren is actually a cradle Catholic. So he was born and raised in New Orleans, uh, went to Catholic education all the way through high school. Um, For me, it was different. I was baptized, received my first communion, and then my parents stopped going to church when I was probably right after, shortly after my first communion. And so I had not been in the Catholic church for almost 20 years um, until I came back and we were living in College Station. I came through and was confirmed in the Catholic faith uh, in 2009, right before we got married. And so um, he was real instrumental in my change and coming back, um, being confirmed in the Catholic faith. So you came to A&M I also. did. I came I came through A&M through a, a very different way. I came uh-huh. in through Hurricane Katrina. So I was actually a student in New Orleans uh, at Loyola University uh, Jesuit School. And um, that's where Darren and I both met. I see. And uh, I had a friend uh, that suggested I attend A&M when the school closed. So it was during my senior year. It was the fall and looking ready to finish, graduate. And Hurricane Katrina came. And obviously, we all know how much that changed everything. And so uh, I had a friend that suggested when I was looking at places to go, knowing I couldn't go back to Loyola for that semester, he suggested A&M. And so that's how that kickstarted everything for us and eventually moving here and, and starting us on our trajectory to staying here in Aggieland and just falling in love with it. Um, so, yeah, so I ended up coming here for that semester and, and going back to Loyola and graduating. Um, but I ended up coming back to College Station by way of a job. I so see. my And career, that's when you started working with Catholic Charities at the time? I or? had actually worked for Texas A&M right before that. Oh. So uh-huh. as, um, as we moved here and um, I got my first job working at A&M in the Public Policy Research Institute. So I did that for eight years. I had a degree in psychology, uh, not really know 
what I would do with that. You know, a, a real general degree, I thought maybe I would go into um, clinical psychology, but really found a love um, for for working with kids and, and started exploring other degrees um, at A&M and ended up getting my master's in school psychology. Um, but there were some interesting circumstances seeing Darren grow in his faith and working for the church. I uh, started looking at more opportunities in the community, and that's when I started working at Catholic Charities. So I left my um, career at A&M and came over to the nonprofit work here um, locally in this community. And did a fine job while you were there, I have to tell you. Um, it was, um, I think we met because I was am a youth minister at St. Anthony's and looking for, um, I think that, well, I interviewed you first, that's right. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we talked about some service projects and everything, but uh, to see your your complete expertise and passion for your job, it is infectious. Oh, you're so sweet. And um, well, I mean it. <laughs> it's easy to do it when, uh, but it's very inspirational to to just be around you and learn more and more. Uh, and your your tenure there at Catholic Charities was priceless. I'm Thank sure. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was a real blessing to work for them and. And one thing as I've, as Darren and I have, you know, grown and, you know, we, we've, um, we have three kids. So we have a four-year-old, a three-year-old and a three-month-old. I think we recently had a birthday, right? We Number did. did. Amelia had three. her third, third birthday. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun and, and seeing them every, every age is so unique and so special. And, and so it's just, you know, such a blessing mm-hmm. to have three girls. And um, one thing I always remembered when I was coming into the church is, is Darren told me, you know, is like, you have to be all in, you know, coming from a family that didn't practice the Catholic faith. And uh, really, you know, as I came in through, through RCA to get confirmed, it was like, you didn't realize it at the time. And, you know, I knew it was special. And um, he always reminded me that, you know, it's not something we want to just live out on Sundays. You know, this is something that we should be doing all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And it's really stuck with me, and that's why it's influenced me so much in my career path because I think that, you know, not everyone, you have to work for the Catholic Church, right, to be a, a good Catholic. There's there's many different ways that we can live out our faith, and it's so important for for us as Catholics to live out our, our faith in all different types yeah. of— Yeah, well, and uh, if you're not all in, as you say, I mean, I know— uh, people who've been youth ministers who are no, no longer even Catholic and how, if, like I said, uh, no judging, I'm not saying that, but if you're not rooted in a relationship with Jesus Christ, as you pointed out, the wonderful feast of the divine mercy that we just experienced and continually leaning on and begging for that mercy mm-hmm. and that, that connects us and everything. And, uh, I can, uh, attest to the a family that is all in. I've seen pictures of your girls riding their bicycle uh, in the hallway. And uh, I mean, as a family, it's very difficult, especially the family of a youth minister. Again, it's my observation how you're pulled in so many directions. So if you and the girls aren't there helping him and supporting him, that's just going to be time that you're away from each other. So uh well, and I feel like we receive so many blessings from the ministry. I mean, I see I see Darren there. I see him engaging with those youth. I see my kids engaging with those youth. They're a great witness for my kids mm-hmm. to see kids throughout different ages who are there up at St. Thomas, Aquinas. I bring them to St. Mary's. And like I said, to, see, to sit back and to see just the, the, the how different— Kids of all ages are on fire for the faith. Their families um, are just such beautiful witnesses for us that I receive blessings, you know, and 
And, you know, there's so many opportunities. The main thing that, you know, we struggle with as most families is the balance, right? Like how do you balance your, your home and your family time and then also service, right? You, you serve uh, those in need. And so, but I look at it as just such a blessing for, like I said, for my kids to be around that um, because I didn't have that growing up. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we attended mass on Sundays and, and it just sports took over and, now I see my kids up in the, they asked to go to the St. Thomas Aquinas pack, you know, like, can we go to the youth room and, you know, and play. And, and so it is for us. Um, I think we look at it as something that we're, we're able to, to really bring our family into that and have yeah. them participate. Keith and I really experienced that too, as uh, being parishioners at St. Anthony's. Uh, my daughter, Marion, uh, will graduate in three weeks from St. Joseph's and uh, just growing up at St. Anthony's, um, Anytime anybody would find a pair of shoes, they'd know it was Marion's because she would shuck her shoes anywhere and uh, they would just, she just made herself at home because Keith and I were there so much. She, you know, if somebody said, where's some markers, she could go find them for her. Right, right. That's what, that's what we said the other day. We have to leave a pair of shoes at each church so that uh, when I took Madison and Amelia the other night to go get something to eat, I rushed to get them in the car and they had no shoes on. So I think they're still sitting oh, out there well, at St. Thomas. Well, that must be something about St. Thomas. Uh, we had gone uh, camping and got home in time to everybody take a shower, hurry up, hurry up. And we're driving off. It was a Palm Sunday. I remember it. And Marion was in the back, you know, digging all around. And she pops up and she goes, who took my shoes out of here? And I'm like, well, we don't have time to go back home. And she said, well, I'm not going. Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) But I'm not going to communion with no shoes on. And uh, I think you will. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) But it is, you know, them being around the church is so important. And one thing that uh, that Father Brian here has been stressing um, throughout as staff working at St. Mary's is developing a, a prayer life. So every morning he wants us to pray at least for 30 minutes. And we've talked enough talking also about developing a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's talking about Judas and, and the other day in the staff meeting, I think this is so important for us as, as, you know, as moms and, and, you know, raising children and, and even those who can influence, you know, your nieces or nephew is he talked about, you know, Judas having proximity to Jesus Christ without really having a true relationship with him and getting to know him. And I think as kids get older, you know, with the three and a four year old, it's, I want them to be around the church. I want them to know this is a wonderful place. It's, it's a blessing that here, even in college station and Brian, the number of Catholic churches we have Mm -hmm. available um, and the great witnesses we have of people in our community, such wonderful families, but it's encouraging to really develop that relationship with Jesus Christ and the importance, you know, bringing them to adoration and so that, I feel, has been a great blessing here is not only the witness of the college students at St. Mary's and then the families out at St. Thomas Aquinas and the other churches, um, is just being able to go into the Adoration Chapel. And at St. Thomas Aquinas, we have perpetual Eucharistic adoration and, oh, and, yeah, and making beautiful. it a point to bring them there. And um, that, I think, is something, you know, like I said, just being so close to that, but not letting just the proximity end there, you know, not just them being at church, but being able to cultivate their love for the faith and, and love for Christ, um, even yeah. at that age, you know, really starting young with them. I, I agree a hundred percent. A lot, this kind of comes from a youth ministry source, but it's the same, uh, thought process that, um, as your job crosses the lines of your ministry and your faith, it, um, you can easily get tapped out if you're not rooted in that um, 
a youth minister was quoted to say, you know, you're the one who gets there the first and you mix the Kool-Aid and you have the cookies and then you go and you set it up because it's reconciliation and give everybody an examination of con- conscience and get back there. So when they come back in here and then a week later you realized, oh, I didn't go to reconciliation. So if the busyness of your job and the busyness of your ministry, as you said, what a beautiful uh leadership by Father Brian to encourage y'all to pray, not only to pray, but to pray together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's a str- I mean, it's something you constantly have to remember. You know, it's a struggle, especially, you know, with young kids to take that time. But you, you know, you just realize that just the fruit of prayer, you know, is, is so, you know, so important to, to devote that time and, and just spend time with, with Jesus because, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can just see the difference being in there. And, um, you know, I, I said earlier that that is the struggle is the balance of home life and, and work. And then, um, but prayer really has to be the foundation. I mean, that's, I mean, to see the decisions that I've made in my life and then Darren as well is it all has to be rooted, you know, really in God and, and, and to always ask him, you know, how he is calling us, you know, where, where are ways that he's going to work in our lives? And if, you know, we don't ask him that if we don't spend time in prayer, then, you know, it's going to be very hard for us to, to, to know where God might be calling us to go. And, um, yeah, it, it's something that our community, I think the different opportunities we have, like I said, Eucharistic adoration has been just something for our community that's so important to, to take part in. Very blessed here. Um, perpetual adoration, not only at St. Thomas Aquinas, but at St. Joseph's, uh, St. Anthony's uh, Adoration Chapel, just have a little lock code there and can uh, let yourself in. It's not perpetual adoration, but you can, uh, the tabernacle there is created to be able to expose, open the little doors there. Uh, as Deacon Andy said, that little window into heaven. <laughs> um, very uh, wonderful. To You can go lots of places right uh, here locally for Eucharistic adoration. And um, so as uh, Darren and yourself jobs have changed but yet continue to to intersect um the reason you called and wanted to be on was to talk about saint mary's gives and um, maybe now would be a good time to tell our listeners what that is and and how they can uh participate in it sure so uh my job at saint mary's is um, as director of annual giving um, my my job here is to make sure that St. Mary's Catholic Center is supported. Um, I am responsible for fundraising uh, for the annual budget. So St. Mary's operates on a one point, I'm sorry, about a $3 million budget. Um, we have a unique situation here. We are a different parish um, where all of our parishioners, most of our parishioners are students. You know, they're, the mission of St. Mary's is focused on forming apostles for the church in the world, uh, serving students of Blinn College and Texas A&M University. So again, most of our parishioners are students. And so um, we have our own development office. So as director of annual giving, um, we have various events and um, appeals throughout the year to help us raise the money we need. Um, and so uh, St. Mary's Gives is uh, now in its third year. Mm-hmm. So it's an annual event and it's primarily online. So it's a 36 hour live and online event. Uh, it starts tomorrow morning. So it's April 26th at 7 a.m. And it ends on Thursday, the 27th at 8 p.m. Um, it's largely based um, on building awareness for our campus ministry. So there are a lot of people that don't know about St. Mary's. 
uh, Catholic Center. You know, there there are some people that grow up knowing about A&M, hearing about St. Mary's Catholic Center, um, and others who have no idea that we're here. Um, and, you know, for me being, I'm originally from Boston, and so going to Loyola University, a Jesuit school, I can tell you that, you know, the differences between a place like St. Mary's having that available and then being on a campus like Loyola is very different. Really? Very, very different. And um, I think it's a testament to what they've been, what the leaders have been doing here at St. Mary's and the individuals who have supported St. Mary's over the years and the students that have walked through these doors. So there's an estimated 17,000 Catholics um, at A&M and Blinn combined. And we, we think that about 8,500 walk through our doors to participate in various programs. Um, so that's a quite, quite a number of students here, whereas Loyola was a very small school. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's just the how St. Mary's has grown over the years has been incredible. I mean, you can see from the stories I've heard from students that, that have come here in the past and to see those that are now in formation for the priesthood, uh, those that have gone into religious life, um, those have just chosen to go into ministry because of what they've um, experienced here at St. Mary's and just the conversion stories, you know, students that have come here and really felt the presence of Christ. Um, I've talked with a student recently who just went through RCAA and um, she went to mass with a friend and she was Episcopalian and she just said she just felt this incredible presence and she just knew she needed to become Catholic. And so to Praise hear stories God. like that, Praise it is, it, it's really incredible. So we want to build awareness. So um, we're going to be putting out a lot of um, great videos and, and stories on social media. So we want to ask the listeners to follow St. Mary's Catholic Center on Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter if you're not already. Um, because those videos will be posted starting tomorrow morning. Uh, we have match challenges uh, throughout the day. Uh, these There's a generous group of donors that have um, provided um, a gift um, where you have $35,000 in challenge match gifts. So what that means is during the challenge hours, your gift will be doubled. So we will match it dollar for dollar. Wow. And so we have four challenge match hours on um, tomorrow on Wednesday, and then we have three other challenge matches on Thursday. And so that schedule will be posted on social media, and it will also be on our website, stmarysgives.org. Um, you'll be able to find all the information on there. Uh, so it's really to build awareness, share those stories, and then also help us. We're, we're hoping to raise $100,000 in support of student programs and organizations. So that money is going to support our annual budget, our annual operations, what it takes to, we say, keep the lights on, keep our Mm -hmm. doors open, um, really funds everything you see here at St. Mary's. Um, And it's for this year to fund, um, it's part of this year's budget. Um, So really important for us to, to kind of rally around as, you know, the Aggie Catholic family and those that, you know, are just may have not gone to A&M, may not know anything about it, but they want to support Catholic campus ministry because, as I say, you don't want any gaps in formation, right? You don't want kids going to college. You don't want to have a great RE program, you know, when they're young. And then, you know, you want to have a good middle and high school ministry and the same thing for college. We want everyone who comes to A&M and Blinn to have a great experience here at St. Mary's. And um, it takes, you know, a lot of work to to have the campus ministers available and have the programs we offer. And uh, it's just been an incredible ministry. And so um, we, we hope that people will be able to give generously and, and support us. And um, we appreciate anything anyone can do, whether it's sharing information on social media um, or um, making a gift or encouraging others to do that as well. Yes. Uh, well, 
so many stories of uh, miracles that have happened of students who uh, really weren't looking for the Lord. Uh, Father Craig DeYoung uh, came through here, was ordained two years ago, and his story um, was really amazing uh, that he initially was invited to go to, um, it's now at the music uh, once breakaway, breakaway oh, okay, ministry. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, just a, a good Catholic friend who was there who said, you know, this is great, but come check this out. And just the invitation uh, of a friend can be the turning point in someone's life. And uh, so many things uh, revolve around St. Mary's Catholic Center. And um, like you said, some people may live in this community and not know about it, but I so many people live all over the United States and know very well about Texas A&M and about uh, St. Mary's Catholic Center. The number one provider of men to the seminary, St. Mary's Catholic mm-hmm. Center. Uh, Aggie Awakening is so much bigger than what we know about it here locally. There's chapters of that. Uh, a friend lives in Florida and you know, sent me a Facebook message asking about Aggie Awakening Mm-hmm. Uh, had come to A&M but didn't participate in the worship here just because her time here was so short. But, you know, tell me more about this. And uh, her children were able to experience that. So so many fruits of uh, what comes from St. Mary's is spread throughout the world. So here's our opportunity locally. Well, our listeners maybe not locally, uh, but an opportunity to participate in St. Mary's Give. So um, give us all that contact yes. information again. And So the website is stmarysgives.org, and uh, there's St. Mary's Catholic Center on Facebook. Um, you can search for St. Mary's Catholic Center or Aggie Catholics, and it should come up. Um, even if you go to the website, there's a link on there for Facebook, and um, we'll be posting videos. So we have a video coming out, uh, Father Brian McMaster sharing his vocation story. So he also discerned the priesthood here. here. <laughs> he did not, when he came to A&M, I had asked him, I said, did, so did you, you know, were you thinking about the priesthood? He said, no, not not at all. And so um, really interesting, to, you know, just amazing to see him um, be here and be now the shepherd of St. Mary's um, Catholic Center. Just really so many blessings we receive from that, having him as a student go through here and can, you know, kind of put himself in that perspective of a student. So we're going to be sharing a story from him, um, stories about mission trips, the mission trips we offer here, um, about the RCA program, stories um, from students that share their conversion experience. Um, we'll also be uh, highlighting uh, Focus Focus Missionaries, mm-hmm. Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and uh, just showing people what we offer here at St. Mary's and the wonderful things that have happened. So again, stmarysgives.org. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Aggie Catholics. And um, yeah, so there's, um, like I said, the videos are going to be really inspiring. We hope that our listeners will share stories as well um, with their friends, you know, because this event is going to be as successful as the more people are sharing and commenting and and um, bringing their family and friends in as well to participate in this event. Yeah, and that is the key to to share, like Dennis and I were talking about this morning, um, our story is what's captivating to other people. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed we, we have a few more minutes to 
close out this uh, session of Red Sea Roundup. And um, I invite our listeners, if anything uh, that we've talked about, you might have a, a comment to uh, call in. We would love to hear from you. You could call 855-683-7332. That's 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. We'd love to um, share a conversation with you. Um, Allison, we've talked over this uh, segment and the RCIA has come up several times in our conversation. And uh, I know that that's for my husband and my family, uh, our participation in RCIA. I jokingly say I can't wait till I grow up and I get to go back to RCIA. It seems as though um, our ministry uh, started off there. Um, A call from Deacon Lee Cochran, God rest his soul. Um, was an invitation for us to join RCIA, and you uh, you hear things within uh, mass, and it just kind of washes over you, like RCIA. What is that? Oh, that's them. That's not us. And you don't really know about a lot of things that goes on in your in your parish. But uh, RCIA is a uh, rite of Christian initiation for adults. Um, you walk with people who are interested in the Catholic faith and um, within that effort, you learn so much about the our beautiful faith and everything about it. And uh, maybe you could speak to, you You said that you and Darren worked with that in the mm-hmm. beginning. And um, was, yeah, would you say a, that's your experience? Um, so I went through and I was confirmed in the faith. So I was, um, Darren was my sponsor going through RCA back in 2008. And then we started volunteering. You know, we started um, helping out with RCA and Deacon Dave Mays uh, leads RCA over at St. Thomas Aquinas. And I know they have the different programs here at the other parishes and Bryan College Station and, you know, throughout the world, you know, there are individuals going through RCA and um, just such an incredible opportunity um, for for us as Catholics to walk with those who have decided to come back to the Catholic faith, or it's the first time that, you know, they might've grown up in a different faith and they, they feel called to become Catholic. And so I think it's a great time for us to share our faith with them and what we've learned and um, be able to help answer some of those tough questions that they may have. Um, I know from personal experience, um, Darren has commented that when he was in high school, he had a lot of doubts, you know, he went to Catholic school. And one thing that kind of led him away from the Catholic faith during a time he was questioning it was that he didn't get his questions answered. You know, there are things that he wondered about the Catholic faith and he didn't have people he could go to, to answer those questions. Or maybe he asked the question, but the answer was not something that was complete enough for him to feel like he really understood it. So I think as people, you know, is, is for us to consider helping out with RCA because we're looking for those that you can sit sit around with people around, um, you know, a table and, these candidates and catechumens, so those who are, you know, wanting to be baptized, receive uh, First Communion and to be confirmed, um, can have people they can ask questions about. And, and you know, there's a lot being put out there in the media about our Catholic faith, and there are a lot of people that aren't really sure um, what the church teaches. And I think it's it's great for us as Catholics to be able to learn more about our faith and then participate in RCA so we can then teach the, the individuals who are coming through um, more so they can have a, a, a deeper understanding of the faith. So when they come in there, they, you know, they feel now they are truly um, part of the Catholic faith and um, they are not having to wrestle with some of those questions that they might've had. Yeah. In a warm and welcoming level playing field opportunity to just 
just engage in conversation about it. And, uh, you know, how many people did says, did the Pope really say that? Right, right. And there, there's, you know, with social media and everything, there's so many things that are taken out of context. And there's, there's things that sometimes even we as Catholics say, is that what the church teaches? You know, and there's, um, we're constantly having to go back, you know, ha- having to go back to certain topics to say, okay, how is this, you know, how is this rooted in scripture? What does the catechism teach? You know, what is it that we truly believe as Catholics? Because there's so much beauty in our faith. And I think that there are other individuals that, you know, they have criticisms of Catholicism, but their, their criticisms are based on things that really aren't true. And so um, we want people who are coming into the Catholic faith to, to know what we believe and why we believe it. And, and so they can also then go out and spread the gospel, right? So then when they come mm-hmm. into the church that they can go out and share with their friends and say, no, that's not what the Catholic church teaches. You know, this is really what we believe and, and this is why we believe it. Absolutely. And uh, just to I think participating in RCIA is just uh, the the word that comes to me is hope because we all, I think we just need to celebrate the idea that our church grew so much at the Easter Vigil. Our church, new people were introduced, new people were baptized, new people received their first communion and their confirmation, and it's... Uh, it's just something for us to celebrate in this Easter season. Dennis, you had something to... Well, we actually have an anonymous texter who actually knows my cell phone number that asks really? a question. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to know, Allison, how has the radio, specifically <laughs> Catholic radio, uh, helped you in your journey, uh, walk in your faith, through your job, specifically in ways that possibly you could even answer for Darren, ways that you think that Catholic radio has helped you? Well, I think that one thing I've realized, you know, coming again into the church, being confirmed is this whole topic of being all in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There is very easy to get on your phone and scroll through social media and, you know, see what everyone's eating, what they're doing, (laughs) you know, and it it really, I feel like gets you off track. So there are things where I get up and I want to pray and I... I, you know, want to be thinking about God throughout the day and, and engaging, you know, in conversations with him. And so I think Catholic radio helps so much where, you know, you can turn it on in the car and it's like you're, you're focused on the right thing. So when I'm coming into work, I can turn on the radio and, and hear about, you know, the faith and whatever topic um, that they're discussing at that moment. Um, Because it's really easy, I think, to get caught up in society and what society wants to tell us it's important, right? Like Mm. they'll, you know, it's constantly messages on on other radio stations. And I, I cannot listen to anything except Red Sea Radio or or some of the Christian music stations. Yeah. I just, it's it's very challenging for me and especially with my kids is the amount of stuff that's put out there and what they want to tell you is important in life. And I think um, when you're on social media and even when you're driving in the car to, to just be able to t- tune out some of those messages and to ground yourself in the faith. And, um, I think that's important with working in the Catholic church and, um, just being Catholic. I mean, you don't have to necessarily work in the Catholic church, you know, it's, it's just a great thing for us, um, as the body of Christ to continually hear the word of God and to, you know, when they have, when they're praying on the radio and it's just, it, again, makes you, makes you focus on what's important in life. So that's, I think, um, very important and to have Catholic radio. Right, available. and to uh, share in a, a communal prayer time sometimes, you know, when they we pray the Angelus together or you hear, uh, and you can, some of the uh, 
this is the Thompson family, and we know we're praying with someone at that time, and uh, it's it's very inspirational. Um, we are coming to the end of our segment. Uh, we've had some wonderful discussion here with Allison Siebert. Um, we're going to utilize the last couple of minutes to repeat the St. Mary's Gives information and encourage our listeners to participate in that. Yeah, so St. Mary's Gives is uh, St. Mary's Catholic Center. It's an annual event, 36 hours of online and live sharing of stories and uh, videos and the goal is to support the Catholic campus ministry here in Aggieland for the students attending uh, Texas A&M University and Blinn College. And so you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you search for St. Mary's Catholic Center or Aggie Catholics. And the website is stmarysgives.org. And there's a variety of ways to participate. Um, you can look over the website. And uh, we have some exciting challenges and some videos we'd love to share with you and, and beautiful stories uh, of indi- individuals that are currently attending A&M and Blinn right now and all some of those that are now former students. Wonderful. Well, we want to thank our listeners for being here with us today on Red Sea Roundup, both here in the Bryan College Station area and Waco. Indeed, we do. And we want to thank Allison Absolutely. and Darren for all, your combined family ministry. I mean, not only are y'all both jumping into new jobs, you're expanding your family <laughs> right around that exact same time. God has gotten some some great plans for you. I, I know our family has had tremendous blessings from Darren's ministry over at St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, I can speak personally that my wife and I met here at St. Mary's, um, our faith was tremendously impacted, not just our parents' faith, but as you go off to college, it's your faith. And so you develop that. And so those of you that are listening in the Waco area, keep in mind for sure, St. Peter's Catholic Center up there. But as we're doing St. Mary's Gives, I would encourage everyone here to participate because it's impacted not it's actually impacted the world oh, because yes. there are so many different things that have, have stemmed up from St. Mary's Catholic Center. So, so we can pull together and really support that in a Indeed. Gallison, one more time, St. Mary's. St. Mary's Gives.org. Yes, April 26th through 27th. Very good. And as we leave our program, I'd like for us to think about a quote from St. John Paul the Great. We are an Easter people. And Alleluia is our song.